Hello, and welcome back to Ghosties. I'm Macy. And I'm Natalie. And today we are here to freak Natalie out, essentially. This is nothing new. (laughs) We're talking about mimics. And I know it's something that scares me, and it definitely scares Natalie. Mm -hmm. I think about it every day, like every single day. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like demons or things. I don't even know what a mimic is, but I heard it one time on TikTok about how like it like copies what you say. And every single time I let my dogs out, when I turn my back to walk back in the house, I am just thinking that I'm going to hear them go, Petey, Piper, And I kept that in mind while doing research. It freaks me out so bad. And so like, I don't even try to talk out loud when I'm outside. And I don't even live in like the woods, Mm -hmm. but I'll just be like, come on, because I don't want something to copy my voice. Mm -hmm. It freaks me out to my core. Oh, me too. Me too. Something about, yeah, something about hearing my own voice talk back to me, I'll, I'll, I'll hard pass. Ooh, I just hard pass on that. But let's just jump into it. Okay. Today, our tea is a peppermint tea. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like peppermint. I didn't know that she didn't like peppermint. It's actually called peppermint bark. It's uh, from the brand uh, Bigelow. It's the same season. I got a seasonal package of a bunch of teas. So we're going to try this one. It's chocolatey and peppermint. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe the chocolate will help i'm skeptical but let's let's drink the tea let's go you know that video of jasmine masters she's a drag queen she's like just as i suspected trash oh yeah that's how i feel about this tea honestly i like it better than i thought it would the chocolate helped me i don't know it's like i don't even like the olive garden mints i know shoot me it tastes like an olive garden mint i don't I'm not a fan. I don't like minty and chocolate. Like I don't like it. I'm sorry to have disappointed you. Well, okay. Let's just move on. It feels very <laughs> festive for me, and I kind of like it. Yeah. And I'm not a peppermint tea person, so. But if you like the Olive Garden mints, this, this is, is the for one you. for you. Not sponsored. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. <laughs> As always, we're going to start with the story today. You ready? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going anyway. <laughs> My family and I lived in a house that had mimics. It was about 15 years ago. It mimicked the sound of my husband coming home from work. His whistling as he came up the front stairs, opened and shut the door, took off his work boots, went into the kitchen and made a pot of coffee. I could hear it all, the sound of him tapping out the old coffee filter, turning on the water, etc. Then I heard him fill the kettle as if to make me a cup of tea. That was out of character, so I got up. I'd been trying to get my two-year-old son down for a nap and checked the kitchen. No husband. It wasn't even time for him to get off work. My two-year-old heard him as well. A few months later, I was at a workshop, and my husband stayed home from work to watch our son. Same exact thing. He was trying to get our son to nap, and they both heard me come home, proceed to the kitchen to make coffee and tea. He said that it sounded exactly like me. My steps, me hanging up my coat, etc. But of course, when he came out to see me, I wasn't there. Then one night, my husband woke me up because our son was crying in our room. He insisted that I go to get him because he was lazy, but also very chicken at our house <laughs> uh, of our house at night. When I got to my son's bedroom door, he had already gotten out of bed and was in the process of opening his door. I kind of opened it, but slowly so that he wouldn't fall backwards. As I opened it, I saw him in a white nightgown, but actually he didn't sleep in a white nightgown. He slept in Spider-Man pajamas, and he was fast asleep in his bed. Oh, my God. In the instant that I saw him, he disappeared, and the crying stopped. My husband and I were awake for a long time after that, totally freaked out. 
What is it? Every single member of their family. Oh my god. That made me uncomfortable. Me too. The baby. The baby one, yeah. Like we said, kids and supernatural just don't vibe. Are you going to tell me what these are and what they want? I'm going to try. Okay. <laughs> because I don't even know if I've said this about other things, but what does it want? Yeah. Maybe it was black-eyed children. I, there's just something so scary because it's like they're not, or that I know of, like they're not like, like a demon is like, oh, I'm after your soul. I'm da-da-da-da. What does it want? Mm-hmm. What well, is it here for? We'll see. So to sum basically it up, I got this quote. Mimics are entities that have the ability to imitate the appearance, voice, and behavior of other living creatures, often with the intention of deceiving or harming the person they are mimicking. So in a nutshell, to hurt you. Mm, by, great. by using... It's like luring you out to... Out, yeah. To l lure you with something comfortable. It's so evil. <laughs> That's where the fear lies for me. Oh my is God. in the deception yeah. like that. Because you just feel safe. It's a sense of security that is just dissipates when mm -hmm. you realize... And I think that would just, I don't i don't even know the words. It would just <laughs> kill me. That's something that I think about that really freaks me out. Like if I am like showering or something and mm -hmm. Ryan's not home yet. And then he comes home while I'm in the shower. I have you? to poke, like get out of the shower and poke my head out and be like, are you home? Because if I hear him come home and I don't see him, I can't go on. Yeah. The scariest part of this all to me really is they had to get this information. So they're studying you. Is it and watching you to find your weaknesses and catch you off guard like this. Is it a thing? That leads us to my next sentence. <laughs> okay. Mimicry is a tactic rather than the entity itself. So I went in thinking that a mimic was an, an actual type of entity. Maybe it is. I couldn't find anything that said it was. But basically, there are entities and creatures that use mimicry. So they're invisible? No. And it depends. No, because I've seen like... So we'll move on to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it, but in a lot of the stories I read, they're usually just harmless tricksters kind of spirits that mm -hmm. um, they're just kind of here using what they've heard just to kind of, I don't know, play pranks, kind of like poltergeist -y kind of thing. But there are some instances where they can be much more dangerous. There are mimics in a variety of folklore and legends throughout history, and they all have the ability to de deceive people into believing that what they're uh, interacting with are their real people and loved ones. And like I said, that is just the crux of the evil to yeah. me. Yeah. But they've existed for long periods of time. I don't like that. I wanted you to come here and tell me, be like, no, people were just making it up. It's just like for fun. I mean, they might be. No, but like whenever there's like, I don't a think long they are. Time of people saying like, oh, we saw this like in legends come from somewhere. Fifty something. Like that's scary. I wanted to just be oh. like, oh, on the internet in 2019, someone came up with this story. Yeah. Yeah, and more like our good. last episode. Yeah, I don't feel good. And not 1950, more like 1750. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's another story. I, I'm going to sprinkle in a bunch of stories because that's my favorite part. So my boyfriend and I have lived in this house for two years. And a little while after, I started hearing my boyfriend in the house way after he should have left for work. Example, fridge opening and closing, him walking around in his boots, and sometimes even talking quietly. One day I got up and checked and my boyfriend wasn't there. So I went back to bed only to hear more of it. This isn't my first rodeo, as I have always been around the paranormal, but it caught me a little off guard, to be honest. I have never gotten a bad vibe or feeling around this particular spirit, and it's never really been violent other than knocking a candle off the table once. A couple of months ago, I was cooking fish for dinner, and it smelled awful. 
We had just bought it and my boyfriend told me that's how they usually smell. He went to lay down because he got a bad headache and 30 minutes later, I hear him shuffling out of the bedroom and ask what in the world what that smell was. I turned around to tell him it was the fish, but there wasn't anyone there. The voice came from right behind me. Oh. I told my boyfriend and he said I was crazy and then a little empty box was pushed off the counter right in front of him. He hasn't questioned me about it since, but I just heard it whistle for my dog the same way my boyfriend does from the bedroom. Stop. Stop. I put that in for oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> I know it's That's freaky. That's the only thing that scares me. That's the only thing that scares me. Yeah. I'm not afraid of hearing. Well, now I'm afraid of hearing like someone in my fridge and stuff, but I am so afraid of my voice being copied, calling my dogs into the house. Mm -hmm. I know. As soon as I read that, I was like, okay, this one's going in because you've told me about that about you before. Literally how I call my dogs in and I just, come, here. <laughs> psst, psst, come here. If I heard that outdoors, even though I don't oh. say it just from anybody, like if I was your neighbor and I heard that. No, because I don't, don't want to hear like my it. voice go like, Ee -ee. yeah, well, I knew that one would get you and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So there are some other theories and we'll kind of work our way through it with, like I said, some stories sprinkled in. But there are some people who believe that when you see or hear someone you know that simply cannot be making those noises, you know they're not home. That it's possible that what you're witnessing is an overlapping of timelines or alternative dimensions. I don't know much about this. Me neither. And I didn't want to dig too much into it because it would have sent me. I can't. Yeah. When I see stuff about that, I'm interested, but... I have to be interested from afar. Yeah. I can't dive deep. I, I'll turn into like that meme of uh, what's aliens. That, that too. <laughs> and I was thinking like the, the guy what's, uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like, and behind him is like oh, the map of the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That he's drawn out. Yes. That would be me. Yeah. So I didn't dive too much into <laughs> it. But it is interesting to say the least mm -hmm. to, to even think about. There are also some stories of mimics that seem to be spirits taking on the sounds that they hear within the home and building. We kind of talked about that mm -hmm. already. Another entity that uses mimicry as a means of deception is a demon. We've talked about it before, but demons can mimic creatures and other people. You can never tell if the spirit you see impersonating your spouse or your mom is a tricky spirit or something far darker with your demise at the forefront of their actions. So you never really know if it's a demon or not. And I'd say err on the side of caution when encountering something that's mimicking like this. Yeah. Here's another story. Something in our house imitates us. One night, my husband went to the bathroom at 3 a.m. and something said hello right in his ear. Ah! The next night, he came downstairs at 2 a.m. and said, didn't you just come upstairs? I said, nope. He said it sounded exactly like me walking upstairs, taking my slippers off, and then I never got into bed, so he got up. A week later, about an hour after he left for work, I heard him come upstairs. He never came in the bedroom, so I got up. He wasn't there. I know where it hangs out, and I told it, I don't care if you're here, but don't you dare scare us. That was a year ago, and absolutely nothing since. Though I am smudging the entire house tomorrow, because my cat is spraying everywhere, and my vet said she is afraid of something. And I've developed a short temper, which is very unusual for me. So I'm going to see if smudging may get rid of some bad energy. Oh my gosh. That one felt demonic to me. That's really scary. Yeah. The, the way she told it, like you have, like you can't do this and it kind of backed off, mm -hmm. but there's still fear and it's changing her mood. Her mood. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaky. That so I was thinking, creepy. sorry, when you said um, he heard her voice say like, hello, have you ever heard like, 
when you're just like sitting there, you have you ever heard someone go like, Macy? No. Never? Never. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never! Are you serious? That just really like, I don't know. I'm just really freaked out right now. No, you've never, like I'm being so serious. Like I know and no. Like sometimes you it hasn't happened. Whisper your name. It hasn't happened in a really long time, but I thought like it was like a common occurrence. Like people just heard it. Like it was like a little like brain glitch. It happened a lot when I was like younger. I'd be sitting there and like doing something, and I'd hear like Natalie, and I'd be like, and no one would be there, and I would just be like, <laughs> and I would just play it off. Let us know if that happens to you, because no, I thought that was normal. I mean it. If it starts no. happening to me now, I'll probably freak out and cry. But if has, I ever heard my name whispered when I'm like, all alone, no. Like someone's just trying to get your attention. I've, I'm scared right now. That really freaked me out. Yeah. No, I'm scared because I didn't. Sorry. I didn't think it was like weird. That was really scary. Yeah, that's freaky, dude. It's a thing. I've, I've heard it before. And that's why it didn't scare me because I've heard like I would hear it a lot like in school. Like if I'd be alone in school. Or like younger days, not younger days, when I was younger, I would hear it. Like I'd be like sitting and playing like Harvest Moon on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. I hear, Natalie. No, never? Okay. Not that I can remember. Okay. Maybe it's just me. That really scared. I don't know why. <laughs> we have been doing this for, I don't know how many weeks like now. Six months. Months now. <laughs> and no, nothing like that has ever gotten to me. I'm sweating. Okay. Like I'm. Now I am too. I'm about to cry. <laughs> that scared me. I don't know what it was about that. That scared me. I have to sit with this now. I um, I thought we all went collective. That. That's a collective thing. No, yeah. I can't say. Well, unless I'm the odd man out, I can't say. Well, all right, moving on. <laughs> one type of mimic that is pretty popular, and I'm sure you've heard of this one, is called a doppelganger. Mm. This is something that people have had experiences with for centuries. So this is one of the things that was has been around for a long time and been talked about. Doppelganger is a German word with a literal translation of something like double goer, coined in the late 18th century. But its origins go back much further than that. There was the Ka in ancient Egypt that was the spiritual double of a person that lived beyond a person's death. Uh, it was like a part of their soul, kind of. Ooh. In Norse mythology... There was a creature or spirit known as the Vardoger. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but okay. accent marks get me. That could appear in a place briefly before the actual person arrived, leading you to believe that they've already been there. Ooh. So you'll see your friend walk through the door or hear them walk through the door and put their keys down. And then 10 minutes later, your friend will walk through the door and you're like, haven't you already been here? That's creepy. Yeah, but that that's like a little the, weird. That's like the um, timeline thing. Yeah, a little bit felt felt a little bit like that. In Irish literature in the 18th century, there were apparitions like doppelgangers that appeared shortly before a person died even. Ooh. And this is one of the theories that still remains today. Doppelgangers today are said to look and sound exactly like the person they're imitating. They are usually a malevolent spirit, or I'm not exactly sure what they are, but I, I call them a spirit because they feel spirity to mm -hmm. me. And I know we mentioned this in Bloody Mary episode, but I believe the movie Us uh, by Jordan Peele is a, a something like a doppelganger. So mm -hmm. the tethered is like, they're like the doppelgangers of the below world, the underworld. Yeah, I always thought a doppelganger was like just someone in the world that looks exactly like you. And like, if you meet them, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to meet them. I didn't think it was a spiritual thing. Yeah, I've heard that too before. And growing up, I always was like, oh, I want to meet my twin. 
now after reading all this, I'm maybe not. I'm good. Maybe the not meeting your doppelganger comes from this because it's said that if once you see your doppelganger, tragedy and even death will befall you. I've heard that. There are other legends that say if someone else sees your doppelganger, then you will become seriously ill soon. Ooh. Which is ominous. There are also some who say that you should never take advice from a doppelganger. So if you do come in contact with your own doppelganger, don't listen to them because they're always trying to lead you down the path of destruction and they give really bad advice. That's scary. That's creepy. Yeah. And, and that still reminds me of um, us. Mm-hmm. But there are accounts of people in history seeing their doppelgangers in famous people that you may know. Well, a couple of them. This one says, among the many myths and rumors surrounding Catherine the Great, one tale recounts her servants discovering her double sitting on her throne while she slept. The empress ordered the imposter to be shot. They never found the imposter. And she died of a stroke several weeks later. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Yeah. And I, again, it's a rumor, so I'm not sure if it's true or not, but creepy. Interesting um, story, though. In his biography, The Life of Dr. John Dunn, English writer Isaac Walton shares a disputed account of poet John Donne and his wife's doppelganger. So one night in 1612, while staying in Paris, Donne was discovered in a deeply disturbed state. He said, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her <gasps> arms. I cannot be sure that I now live than that I have not slept since I saw you. And am as sure that at her second appearing, she stopped and looked me in the face and vanished. Walton then claims that a messenger was immediately dispatched to check on Dunn's wife, returning with the news that she was in very poor health after losing their child. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he it was kind of like her spirit came to him to me. Is that what it felt like to yeah. me? Yeah. Oh man. But it does speak to the idea of someone else's doppelganger showing their poor health yeah Ooh, that's creepy that one was really sad that's kind of sad yeah an 1884 issue of sunny south tells of a county clerk from what is now a ghost town is kahawa i don't know how to say that really who contracted malaria one night shivering and unable to sleep he saw the shadow of a man enter his room as the visitor approached his bed the clerk saw in the dim light that the face looking down on him was his own <gasps> When the same incident occurred the next night, the clerk called for two of his friends to corroborate his story. The two men, both practical farmers, arrived as soon as they could. The farmers kept watch as their friend tried to sleep and were startled late in the night as the figure of the clerk himself stepped into the candlelight. The men approached the double, which retreated into the shadows. They never saw the visitor again, and the clerk succumbed to his sickness soon after that final encounter. Oh my god. I couldn't imagine being visited by myself when I was really sick no. like that. No. That would freak me out. So this was an instant where everyone saw the man's doppelganger. And honestly, it, it gave me pause. It, yeah. When there's... A little weird. When there's multiple people that see something mm -hmm. all at the same time, that's when it's weird. Like that one story you were telling me up when they were walking up the mountain. Mm -hmm. When was that? Ooh, I don't know. So there is a Native American legend from the Hopi people that says that an upper world and an underworld exist. And the doppelganger or as an entity-like person... Um, I'm not really sure what you would call mm -hmm. any of these, really. And they exist for everyone. So then, like, we live in the upper world, and then there's an, an underworld. Like us. Like us. So maybe Not us. Some, the movie. Not us, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but maybe he took inspiration. I'm not sure. But maybe these instances are the upper world and underworld colliding. Or maybe the entities are bringing the, 
death and despair. So I'm not sure which one. Like maybe at your death, they you come together. One. Yeah. Oh, either way, that freaks me out. And here are a couple more stories that I found on the internet. I met a man near Christmas in Oakland, California, while fleeing a bad family situation in Arizona. We were falling in love when the reality of his divorce and process and some of my circumstances started to interfere. When I stopped seeing him, he started drinking very heavily and got sick. We were both very sad and it didn't work out, but said goodbye on good terms. When I returned to Arizona in 2014 and was busting to work one night, I saw him. The night was a gorgeous full moon later that year in December. I was walking from my stop to work with my headphones on when I saw someone standing at the corner up ahead looking down at their cell phone. This alone was odd because I never saw anyone on this stretch at that late at night. The closer I got, the more I realized it was my guy from Oakland. I couldn't understand why he would be in Arizona or how he could know where I was, but my stride quickened and I, I was excited to approach and maybe talk to this person. I got about 50, 50 yards away and could see it was definitely him, aside from the strange softness to his skin on his face, which he normally didn't have. But the haircut, sideburns, his height, build, sh kind of shoes and clothes he wore was uncanny. He looked up from his phone directly at me and then took off at a full run up the adjacent street. Ooh. I hurried to the corner, looked down the street he'd run up, and saw absolutely nobody. Something about people suddenly breaking Running? into a run just freaks me out, yeah. Me too. This was a Friday night. I would work whole weekends and return Sunday mornings. When I got off work, I went home and took a very long nap, as this was my routine at the time. When I woke up, I had received text messages from the guy in Oakland out of the blue. He said he had been thinking of me since it was Christmas time again, and that he just wanted to say hi. I asked what he'd been doing that Friday, and he said he'd simply worked, gone home, and gone to bed. I told him what I'd experienced, and he had no more answers than I did. Oh. It was not him. I actually had several dreams later uh, that someone was relaying his passing to me at a party in Oakland, but shrugged it off as my own fears towards his alcoholism. In 2021, seven years later, he passed away at the age of 41. I'm not sure how and haven't asked his family. Oh my gosh. Isn't that creepy? The running is what gets me. It wasn't yeah. that creepy until he ran. Like if he would have just been like, looked at her and then just like walked away. Mm -hmm. But the running. Yeah. <sighs> Almost like he shouldn't have been seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Now this one, this next story didn't really fit the mold of most doppelganger stories but she wrote it as a doppelganger okay i once saw a doppelganger when i was around 15 or 16 i was going downstairs to check if anybody else had woken up yet i went through the house checking all the rooms and when i came back out to the front of the house my brother was standing there i didn't hear him come downstairs and i thought it was strange he looked very pale and was just standing very still by the kitchen staring at me it was weird but i asked if he was all right and he said very quietly that he was okay I decided to go back upstairs, but I walked backwards because something just didn't feel right about this. I watched him all the way up the stairs as he stared at me, and I went into my brother's room once I could no longer see him standing in the kitchen. And there he was, <gasps> lying in his bed, fast asleep. I woke him and asked if he was downstairs, and he said no, asking why. I said no reason and ran back to my room completely frightened at this point. Oh my god, that just reminded me. Of, I think one of the first times I ever heard like a like a mimic story because you know how I said like I used to Google like Short two story. sentence scary yeah. stories. There's this one, and I'm sure like if you're on the internet at all, you've heard it. It's this story where um, this girl she's like she hears her mom yell her name from downstairs. She goes running downstairs, and her mom grabs her and's like, 
I heard it too. <gasps> yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> that just chills through my whole body. That one really gets me. And I think that's one of the first times I ever heard that. And so I was always, oh man, that's what that just reminded Ooh. me of. That one's freaky. This whole episode, something about it, man. Uh-huh. So she goes on. This wasn't my only experience. My sister and I share a room and the way our room is set up, our beds are on one side of the room with a dollhouse on the other side. She was 9 or 10 years old at the time and woke up to a noise but was super thirsty so she decided to get up and go get something to drink. As she did so, she was looking around the room to find what had made the noise that woke her. That's when she noticed that I was sitting in front of the dollhouse playing with toys. She asked what I was doing as it was pretty late and I replied back, not looking up, saying, I'm playing with the toys. She looked over at my bed and saw that I was still lying there fast asleep. She immediately looked back over at the dollhouse and I was no longer there. <laughs> scream oh my god i'm trying to tone it back i'm trying to tone it back yeah oh my god because we used to share a room and i don't know what i would have done if i had woken up in the middle of the night and saw you playing and then looked over and you were sleeping in your bed pass away no thanks i'd pass away Probably. simply simply i would pass Just, away i'm scared i know i kind of don't want to drive home i know I, I said we were here to freak Natalie out, but really I'm terrifying You're myself. So, and I wrote this, so it's not like I haven't heard these before. I've heard a lot of like mimic and thing stories, but they still get you. It's because we do this at night, and yeah. I know that you have at to. Night. At night. Sorry. <laughs> and I know you have to. I have to walk you outside, and then my dogs, of course, are gonna be scratching at the door. They have to go potty. Yeah. So I have to just stand at my door, going, <laughs> just shaking. Oh. <sighs> Right. Okay. This was the creepiest doppelganger story. Of course, I save it for last. I always save the scariest stuff for last. Is this the last story? This is the last of the doppelganger stories. Oh. And then we have one more section. Okay. So this man recently started dating a woman a little younger than he was. Um, he, I think he was in his late 30s and she was 26. They hadn't been dating long and she asked if he wouldn't mind coming with her to clean out her grandmother's camper. Her grandmother had lived there on her own for a little over 20 years with many cats, but she wasn't in good health anymore and was suffering from some kind of dementia and she was being moved to a facility where she could get the help she needed since she lived on her own. The plan was to save anything worth keeping but take the rest to the dump and get rid of it. They rented a flatbed trailer and went out together to get uh, to get it all taken care of. When they arrived, he noticed the camper was really small, having only one window unit to cool it down, but there was no electricity. So since it was the middle of the summer in the south, they decided to leave the door open as they got to work digging through the mess that was left by their, her grandmother. They took to work cleaning up all the garbage and dead pests. His girlfriend realized that they would need a lot more cleaning supplies than they had brought, um, so she decided to drive into town to get some. As she drove away, he started moving furniture out of the trailer, and he noticed the air in the camper became notice noticeably cooler. He ignored it at first, but he could hear branches and twigs snapping and creaking outside all around the camper. Mm -hmm. He noticed a leather trunk with a rusted lock sitting inside old boxes. When he opened it up, he found various rocks, crystals, candles, lots of little bottles with, he said, God knows what in them, old string, strips of leather, and most ominously, a small skeleton of some kind of animal with stuff written on the bone. Oh my God. At Grandma. that <laughs> I know. Granny, what are you doing? At that point, he paused and began feeling extremely uncomfortable. The air was heavier and all of the sounds outside had stopped. He knew that something wasn't right, so he went outside to wait for his girlfriend to return. When she returned, she seemed to blow off the findings as the just the heat getting to him and attributed the strange things in the trunk to her grandmother's diminishing mental state. Mm. 
After spending another couple of hours clearing everything out, they decided that it might just be better to get rid of the camper as it was in such a terrible state of decay already. I, I probably would have walked in and been like, nope. Yep. And just haul it off. Yep. When she wanted to take one last look around the camper to make sure that she didn't miss anything important worth saving. As he was securing the items that they had loaded onto the trailer, he heard his girlfriend ask, what are you doing? Without looking up, he answered, and that's when his girlfriend screamed and bolted out of the camper. She told him that she saw him walking on the opposite side of the camper. He walked around the camper to see if someone was out there, and for a brief second, uh, as he came around the corner, he saw the outline of a person before it disappeared. My God. When he got back to the trailer where his girlfriend was standing, still in shock at what she had seen, she told him that she was sure that it was him and that it tur- that it even turned to her and smiled. <gasps> oh my God. They left that night and never went back to the property. Where it gets even stranger is when about a month later, he went with his girlfriend to visit her grandmother in the nursing home. His girlfriend went back to see her first to make sure that her grandmother was ready for visitors. And as she led her boyfriend back to meet her, she was happily telling him that the grandmother was in good spirits and seemed lucid and and present at the time. The second her grandmother laid eyes on him, though, she began to scream out, Why are you here? What do you want with me? Why did you follow me? The nurses had to restrain her and he quickly left the room in hopes that she would settle down. He had never met his girlfriend's grandmother before and has no explanation for any of the events that happened. He and his girlfriend decided to split up not long afterwards, but he is still fascinated and creeped out by the whole ordeal. My arm just went numb. I don't know what that means, but my arm just went numb. My extremities go numb as well when I'm in fear. (laughs) Oh, just my one arm, my left arm. I'm having a heart attack. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Why did you follow me? Like she'd seen him before out there. And it smiled at her. Yeah. Okay. Need to buy a gun. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Oh my god. Uh, Every every episode, there's there's a story that makes my stomach start hurting. Yeah. That's the one. Well, there might be more. I don't know. There's some scary (laughs) ones in here. To me personally, anyway. But that one really freaked me out. Like, first of all, what was the box full of oddities? Was she practicing some kind of witchcraft or was she, trying to was she summoning something? Was she? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Was she trying to protect herself? What was that? A doppelganger? Some kind of other spirit? I don't know. But it, they had never met. I don't want to think about it anymore, honestly. Okay. We <laughs> leave us tell a comment. Us what you think. <laughs> Let us know because I'm I not, have no clue. I'm not going to read it, but you can tell her what you think because I will be forgetting this episode after we are done. This will be one that you block out. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on from doppelgangers. I have to for my sanity. I feel so sick right now. I'm sorry. I feel like I make you sick every single episode that we record. That was my intention today. So all the other ones know, but yeah, I knew this one would freak you out. Like from the neck down, I'm numb right now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) We can move on. Let's move on then. There are a few entities and legends that tell of animals being mimicked. And I want to save this topic uh, and, and give it an entire episode for itself later. Oh. So one very popular legend, and I'm sure most of you have heard it. It comes from the Navajo tribe of Native Americans called Skinwalkers. Oh, yeah. I've heard about yeah. that. They're essentially a type of witch or shaman that can transform into an animal. So we're going to do a separate episode? We're going to we have were... to do a separate episode. 
I'm so excited. We were kind of split. Macy didn't know if we were going to be able to do Mimics and Skinwalkers or if it was going to be one thing. So I'm excited. Yeah. I want to do a whole episode because I want to dive more into it. I feel since it is like a legend that comes from uh, the Navajo people, I, I want to really dive into yeah. it. it. It seems really interesting to me. Also, because honestly, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that just the mentioning of the name, so we won't even mention it anymore in this particular episode, can cause you harm. Uh, so I want to learn more about them, learn how to properly protect myself from them. And we'll end that section here. But be on the lookout. Let us know in the comments if you've ever had any encounters with one of these. If you know anyone who has had one or if you even know anything about them because if, i'm looking to do some research but that's where i'll leave that section that last story that i told you kind of leads me into our final entity and really this story could fall under what i'm about to tell you rather than a doppelganger a lot of people tell stories of shapeshifters of some kind being seen out in nature um most stories coming from remote locations near national parks oh appalachia places like that but national but out Park. in the woods we could do a whole episode on national parks. There are like whole lore. podcasts dedicated to them. These entities or creatures or whatever you refer to them as are called flesh gates, which is basically a variation on the term skinwalker. So basically a lot of people were attributing these entities to the other one. I, I, I kind of want to stop saying the name right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, to the other one, but they just weren't. So... For lack of a better term, they started calling them uh, flesh gates. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Me neither until I started doing this and they're really creepy. <laughs> so most people say they usually see them from a distance and a lot of times they'll only see them from behind and they don't get a, a, a good chance to look at them up close. Yeah. But when you do, it, it's kind of not right. I like the uncanny valley that you were telling me about. Yup. These creatures, some people say in their natural form, are these elongated, mm. like monstery, cryptidy looking freaks <laughs> okay <laughs> but um nobody really knows what their true form is either and i feel like if you see their true form we're probably not really getting out of it i just imagine the the creatures from scooby-doo on spooky island isn't it called spooky island yeah i think so the like long things yeah a little bit <laughs> i think if that's, i'm thinking the right thing maybe a little bit that's what comes to my mind but they're able to mimic the voices and images of people that they come across in the woods and they can only do it if they've seen and heard you. Ooh. They're basically just predatory creatures. And the only thing they're there for is to cause you harm. Oh. Some say to even eat you. Great. I don't know for sure. I mean, I've never met one, so I <laughs> can't say. Okay. Um, but they use shape-shifting and mimicry to lure people away deeper into the woods, basically as their prey. Reason number one million not to go camping yep. for me and... I won't. Nope. And some people believe that these flesh gates could be responsible for some of the missing 411 disappearances. So, like I said, they're they're known to only be able to mimic the people and phrases that, that they've heard before. So, like, they can't just speak to you like some of the other mimics can. Yeah. They can only, like, if you've said, hey, can I help you? All they can say back is, hey, can I help you? In that same way. Which <laughs> is <scared> scarier <laughs> to me. scared me so bad. Yeah. Oh, man. And they have this to them kind of like the black eyed children do where you feel drawn even if you know in the back of your mind like that cannot be my husband because I know my husband's back at camp you're still drawn out to them which is even creepier there are some theories that they also have the super strength and super speed okay which only adds 
to the terror for me, honestly. But for that's me, if they're a creature. It's like once it gets into like creature territory, I don't get as scared you about it. You don't believe in cryptids? I don't even know what that is. Just like the creatures out in the world the, that aren't human and they're like not Bigfoot? animal. Like Bigfoot is, I would say, maybe Mothman is a cryptid. <laughs> okay. I don't. Okay, you're not into this world like me, I guess. I don't, I know, I've heard of Mothman. I'm not a Mothman <laughs> fan, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't know much about that world. But once we get into like the werewolfy territory, which is where I feel like this kind of falls into, I, it kind of loses its like, <gasps> for me. Like, yeah. I'm not scared. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. And like Bigfoot, I feel like he's real, but I feel like he's misunderstood. <laughs> so, no. He might be. <laughs> I just, I'd, I'm not one to fall into the the mystical creature yeah. And these realm. are just people's theories. Yeah. Again, nothing's proven. I'm not we saying- We can't prove that these exist. No. And, and like basically everything we talk about- It's just up to you if you We don't it. know what this is, no. really. It's- This is just for fun. It's up there. <laughs> well, we say that. I will say that. To make us feel better. Yes. But it could be a cursed spirit, an evil spirit spiritual entity of kinds or it could be a shape-shifting cryptid but we we just don't know either way those attributes still apply yeah <laughs> but people have come into contact with one they've all said the same thing they are there to kill you oh my god if you come into contact one with one they are there to do you harm here's a, a quote that i found so one person on reddit's r slash fleshgate so there's an entire <laughs> subreddit for this creature explained that they knew something was wrong when they whistled outside of their home only to hear their whistle reply back. After they started to hear themselves calling them out in the woods, they didn't go outside mm. for a while. And that's exactly my thing. That kind of reminds me of our listener stories episode. Uh, when you said, who was it? It was Brittany went outside with her dogs and she could hear whistling all around her. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that earlier when that, we were talking about like the camper thing. Yeah. Because that's where they were at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary. So people will hear themselves or uh, most often loved ones and travel companions call out to them from the woods or even screams and moans, <gasps> whistling, calling for help Some a lot of the times. And they'll go to the voices, but then suddenly feel panicked when everything seems to go quiet oh. in the forest. And they realize just how deeply they've gone in. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Sorry. I found a list of reasons uh, why you should suspect a flesh gate is nearby. And I thought it was eerie. And I I wanted to share with you. I just got to chill. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that loud. I just got to chill, like, literally down my spine. That was scary. Yeah, this all freaks me out. Because I was about to, like, joke around and be like, I'd yell out, I'll call 911 for you. But then then they'll call it back. That's so scary. (laughs) But anyway, um, here are reasons why you should suspect one is nearby you in the woods. If you ever find yourself out in, in the wooded area. Not me, but... You hear someone who's nearby calling out your name, even though it's clear that the person in question isn't calling you. One woman claimed to hear her mother calling for her in the woods. She knew her mother was 20 miles away, but still felt a strong urge to chase after the voice anyway. Eventually, the noise gave way to a chattering noise, which sparked her to run, and she says she barely survived. Oh, my God. Seems that way, anyway. Yeah. The group you're with feels larger than before. People often claim to feel an extra person around their group before a flesh gate attack. Attack? Or, I don't know, luring. Oh. The forest suddenly grew quiet and unnaturally still. 
This is a common indicator that you're near a predator. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, I think they call it panic in the woods or something when everything goes still. Yeah. Like a bear's nearby or something. Yeah. Or a lion. Something's not right. I don't think there are lions in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. There's not safety. Yeah. Your friend is acting very strange and doesn't quite sound right. This is never a good sign. It may be time to get out of the area. What do you mean? So if you see your friend up ahead and you're like, hey, I was looking for you and they're just something's off about them. Oh my god, there needs to be a movie about this. There might be. I'll have to look into I it. Look up. Oh. I don't know if I want to watch it, honestly. I'm gonna leave you. I have three more stories. Great. Of people who see who claim to have come into contact with something strange in the woods. About six years ago, I went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee to just get away and get some spiritual time in nature as I enjoy it. I picked an isolated campsite about a mile away from some cabins my family used to go to when I was a kid. I was walking on a trail enjoying nature about half a mile from my campsite. All of a sudden, the woods went quiet. No birds, no bugs. This is in midsummer. Even the air was silent and still. In the distance, about 50 to 60 yards away, I saw what looked like my uncle. He kept motioning me to come to him with one arm and his other arm was wrapped around a tree. He kept saying, hey, come look at this, over and over, and his head moved almost animalistic like a bird looking all around. Couldn't really see his face too good because of the trees, but all my hair stood up and this feeling of dread stuck in my gut. It was around sunset at this time. Now the creepy thing is, I'm 33 and my uncle has been dead for 20 years or so. That thing I saw, knew I knew wasn't my uncle, so I followed my gut feeling and ran back to my camp, packed up, and left. Didn't report it to the ranger station, and I just got the hell out of there. Haven't set foot uh, that deep in the woods since that experience. Oh my god. Yeah. So like he used to camp there with his family when he was younger. And so maybe it came into contact with mm-hmm. his uncle before. And remember. waiting. Yeah. But the, hey, come come look at this. Hey, come look at this. Hey. No. Oh my god. Yeah. You know what I'm envisioning? I'm envisioning our grandparents home. Yeah. In the woods. Oof. Yeah. I didn't even think about it, but yeah. That one path that's enough i don't need any more visuals i'm honestly frightened <laughs> that's all i'm thinking about and i don't ever want to go back <laughs> i'm so scared like my to my core i feel sick okay let's get this over with Please. i'm ready to you can hang out go my pray kitchen. i'm gonna make some food because my stomach hurts. okay <laughs> so this is a story of him i believe he's telling about his his father's experience One he told me about was about him and his brother and cousins when they were about 11 years old walking through the jungle in El Salvador back in the 70s. Keep in mind that my father doesn't even know what a skinwalker (laughs) or humanoid means. My father and his brother, while on a hike to their aunt's house, had gotten into a fight near some river uh, that led to a cave called La Cueva de Onda which means the deep cave. He doesn't remember what they were arguing about, but they both got suddenly interrupted when they heard their father calling to them. He was apparently standing at the edge of the cave down the river, waving them over. My father said it looked exactly like their dad, but they noticed something was not quite right about him. The thing that was imitating my grandfather was just waving them over, shouting, Ven, in Spanish, which means come in English. My dad, my uncle, and my cousin ran when one of his cousins shouted, Es el diablo. It's the devil. My dad said they were so frightened that they got to their aunt's house in no time. Later on that day, my dad and his brother asked my grandfather if he had been down by the cave at the river earlier that day, since they were still not sure what they had seen. My grandfather said 
uh, he was not anywhere near the cave and had told them previously not to venture anywhere near that cave and they got scolded for it. Could you imagine seeing your father waving to you like, come on. No, into the cave. Come this way. No. I'm so scared. I don't even have... Yeah, I didn't... Okay, okay. I don't have a reaction. I didn't expect to get this scared this episode. (laughs) I did, but it's worse than I even thought. This is the last story. I don't even want to do this. I know. I'm kind of really scared. We record this late at night. It's like midnight right now. Yeah. And so like, I'm sure everyone in your house is asleep. Everyone in my house is asleep. So now I just have to sit awake with this for a while. So let's get down to business. My friend, we'll call him Marv, likes to go solitary camping on occasion to be one with nature and the things that go along with that. Boo. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) We are not nature gals. No. I don't remember exactly when he said this took place, but it was a few years back and he decided to go camping on a whim. He packed his gear, a few guns, a hunting rifle, and a 45 sidearm specifically and headed out into the country onto a vast swatch of property owned by a friend of his. He had full permission and the works. This happened close to the Kasachi National Forest in south central Louisiana. I won't be any more specific other than that. Safe to say it's miles and miles of forest and wilderness. He liked to hike in pretty deep and camp at a specific spot he found a few trips prior. These details are kind of sparse as it's not really the meat and potatoes to this encounter. So he made his way in and set up camp in his usual small clearing for the night. Skipping ahead a few hours, it was now late afternoon when he heard leaves crunching and twigs being stepped on. He assumed it was an animal at first and got up from cooking something on the fire to try to go get a look. He gazed in the direction of the noise and saw a man approaching through the trees a good many yards away. He has described his etiquette for dealing with other people in very remote places as always being cautious as more often than not, people he comes across are armed like him. He tries to stay as friendly as possible but still keeps his guard up looking for any ulterior motives as you never can tell what some folks are up to out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Smart. He'll make chit-chat with them, find out generally what they're up to if he can, and occasionally share a meal, etc. He's never really met anyone nefarious as of yet other than this situation, and maybe one other, but that's a whole other ordeal. So one thing that sets off small alarm bells for him is he knows he's the only one with permission to be on this property, and secondly, this guy is not dressed for the location at all. He said the guy was wearing a white t-shirt, short blue jogging shorts, and white socks and sneakers. Mind you, Marv is miles out in the middle of the woods, away from any paths, roadways, houses, or anything, really. Nobody is going to casually stroll into his current location dressed like that unless they are lost or confused. It was early fall, but not not quite cool, very normal for Louisiana. So there's a ton of mosquitoes, ticks, and other insects aplenty. You're not going to have most of your skin exposed if you can help it in the deep woods. So Marv assumes something might be up and calls out, Hey there, do you need help or something? Pretty loudly. Definitely loud enough to be heard. The guy keeps walking forward, staring directly at him. Marv is starting to get unnerved. And as I said, I know this guy well, and he's cool as a cucumber in tense situations. Getting more uneasy as the guy is closing the distance, he gets to his feet and loudly declares, Hey man, can I help you with something or what? The guy is about 15 to 20 feet away from Marv, now standing at the edge of the clearing of the forest. The guy looking Marv dead in the eye speaks and clearly says, Help me. Marv said he was already starting to actually get worried at this point because he said the way the guy said this was as if something that didn't know exactly how to talk was saying help me, or at least that's what he thought at first. 
It did not sound right. I just got tears in my eyes. I'm crying. I'm freaked out. The guy, still unmoving, says, help me, again, slightly more emphatic, but really just slightly louder. Marv said this is when he picked up on what was truly wrong about this. He said the timbre of the voice was more female and actually sounded like a recording being played back and that the guy's lip and mouth movements weren't matching up with the phrase. My heart is... I'm literally crying. It's like he was just opening his mouth, emitting the phrase and closing it again. Marv asked, what do you need help with? Not daring to back up or move whatsoever. The guy still standing motionless as well, still looking directly at him said, help me again and repeated the phrase another three times slowly but not louder in volume. Marv, now totally unsure of what the hell is going on, interrupts the guy by barking, All right, you need to go now unless you actually need help. Do you need my help or not? He continued loud and firm in tone. The guy didn't miss a beat and started up with the help me's again and made as if to take another step in Marv's direction. Marv told me that he he then did the only thing that made sense in the moment and drew his 45 semi-automatic pistol and pointed it at the guy telling him again, you need to go. I don't care what you want. The guy starts to get more animated and agitated, actually starting to say the phrase louder now over and over, but not stepping closer or backing away. Marv did what he thought was right, given his current predicament, assuming he was dealing with an unstable or potentially dangerous individual, and discharged around into the ground in front of the guy. Now, this is where it gets fully crazy. (laughs) I'm not kidding. As the guy stops uttering the phrase, goes silent, and still staring at Marv full-on backflips or somersaults (laughs) like gymnasts, backwards into the woods and immediately out of sight. Just shot back (laughs) and left. Yes, you read that right, he said. Okay. (laughs) Now I know what you're thinking because I had and still have the same reaction. That sounds like BS for uh, for sure, but Marv gave no indication of falsehood and told me this multiple times, each time in dead serious demeanor. That's funny, but honestly, if I were in that situation, I think the backflip would... Freak me it out would even more. Send me over the edge, <laughs> just completely. run screaming. Marv said he stood there, focused on the forest where the guy just flipped into, and saw and heard no further movement. It was like the guy had never even been there. He stayed like this as the sun began to set and the normal night noises crept in. As I mentioned before, Marv is a pretty unshakable fellow and actually stayed in the area for the night and next night before returning with no further incident. When he had told me and some other friend about this, of course we asked many questions. We asked him to elaborate on the guy's speech sounds. He said the more he thought about it after the incident, the more sure he was that it was definitely a female's voice coming from the guy. It was like he, or it, had heard someone say this and mimicked it like a parrot or other talking bird would. Almost like a lure. He doesn't know what it wanted. He, slash it, yeah it might qualify as an it, didn't give any indication to follow or utter anything else. It reacted immediately to the gunshot, He had been back to the property since with no other strange occurrences. The only other minute detail that I can think of is he did remember hearing during the early morning of the first night what sounded like a gunshot off in the distance, and it did sound eerily similar to his 45. He thought he may have heard it again on the hike back out. There are people that hunt the area, of course, and it could have just been that. He couldn't be sure. So he heard his same gun sound too. I started crying. Yeah, my heart started like racing. I started kind of 
like wanting to stop. <laughs> the backflip took me out of it completely. Like I started laughing, but yeah, I know. But I said like, sure, backflip. That sounds hilarious. But if that actually happened, if you're <sighs> standing there and it's like mimicking a sound it's heard before, you know, it's like a woman's voice coming from this. Also, where did he hear it? Where did he hear a woman screaming? Help me. Exactly. Oh, exactly. it just adds so many layers of like horror. Oh my God. And it just but makes the unnatural me... movement out of it too. Like, yeah. Like that's worse than if it had just turned and run away. Yeah. Just the complete unnatural, just disappearing into the woods like that. I've never cried at a story. You told me like I had no other reaction in my body, but tears just started coming out. Oh, One thing's for sure. Man. I will not be going to any wooded area anytime no. soon. No, and I didn't plan on it before this episode, and I'm definitely not doing it now. I'm going to think of some kind of safe word with everyone I know, so that from now on, I'm going to be like, say the word. And if you don't say it, I'm leaving. I will never contact you again. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Mimics are wild. <laughs> that was really scary. You've been really, really freaking me out. Yeah. You've been really freaking me out. I'm scared. Me too. I've never scared myself this much. I'm, I'm scared. Really scared. I don't want you to go home. You can leave in the morning. Okay. I might. I'm Honestly. So we just won't sleep. I'm sitting on the couch just like mm -hmm. all night. Not this one though. No. We're leaving this area. <laughs> I didn't come in here alone. We're going to cleanse this area <laughs> after we've spoken of these things. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. So I, I found a quote and I thought it was uh, a nice way to end. This was a quote on Reddit of somebody... Uh, commenting underneath a story like this. Remember this very important piece of advice coming from a native in his late 30s. If you hear a voice of a friend, loved one, or acquaintance asking for help or inviting you to find him or her, never, ever go looking or acknowledge it. Don't respond to its cries or calls. Ignore it. No matter what it tells you, it's no one you know and no human. Trust me, please. <laughs> Something about it being like native, because I they believe know him. They know I believe him. They know, but that's where we will leave you guys. Let us know what you thought of this episode. If you are as freaked out as we are, because I'm honestly terrified right now. Sometimes I feel like I'm being dramatic, and I feel like people are watching this like during the day. They're like, "Oh, scary." When I watch this back, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" This no, I, I don't care. Future <laughs> Macy, I'm terrified right now. Yeah, my legs are numb. My arm is numb. I just don't feel good. Well, we appreciate you. Did I already say that? I don't know. I'm shook up. I know. It's okay. okay. <laughs> you know, do all the things. Follow, okay, like, yeah. sub. Rate and review. Follow us. Like us. Comment. Subscribe. <laughs> Please like us. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram or Facebook, too, at Ghosties Pod. Keep up with what we're doing there. If you have an encounter, you can uh, leave a comment, as, as we have mentioned. And you can also <laughs> send us an email at ghostiespod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories. And maybe we'll tell your story on a future episode. Other than that, I'm scared. And we'll see you next Monday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.